Parirupe. And welcome to the Part-Time Sport Podcast, where sports documentaries are our part-time job. So that it hurts. Godefruit, the former winner of Paris-Roubaix, seems in good form and is riding very well. With his smooth, powerful technique, he's a real expert in this terrain and is not nicknamed the Bulldog of Flanders for nothing. Alay, alay, alay. I'm Dylan Thomas and with me, as always, is Cal Monaghan. Hello, Cal. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Welcome, everyone. Is that that's all the French we oui, know? Oui. Yeah. No, yeah. Hang yeah, on. Yeah. In the preview video, you had a bit more. I I, I liked your work. Your yeah, French yeah, yeah. work that, there. I exhausted all my French. <laughs> I, I did Spanish at school, not French. Asking, <laughs> asking for the bill. <laughs> La décision, s'il vous plaît. Um, yeah. Welcome, everyone. It's the week that all the listeners have been asking for, Dill. It's the cycling doho week. Woo. Have they? <laughs> Maybe maybe one. Maybe one <laughs> Look for the it. listener has been <laughs> the listener, for. The listener, yeah. Calls all the shots. Um no, for for any new listeners, um we watch we watch and uh, like we poke fun basically at documentaries and we scrutinize them on whatever sport that's happening that week. So this week we watched a Sunday in Hell, which is a cycling documentary, um, which mm-hmm. we'll go into detail. So I thought so what what's your thoughts on cycling? Dill, have you ever like had any experience cycling? Are you a pro racer that I don't know about? <laughs> no, not pro racer. Probably the, the the biggest bit of cycling, uh, I originally got the bike to commute into work mm. and that uh, during the COVID <laughs> state that we're in, yeah. during lockdown, cycling was one thing that you could do pretty freely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, challenged my uh, myself and a mate. We tried to do a 1,000 Ks during May on the bike. Mm. Fair to say, Cal, after doing that, uh, I hate cycling. Um, <laughs> didn't want to see that bike again. Yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. I, I do enjoy it. It is, it is good. Um, I didn't go as far as getting into the Lycra or anything like that. I've got the bike shorts. I've got the clip-in shoes for the bike. The that's ar- as, the arse. That's as, the, the arse, arse thing. Yeah, I've got the arse for yeah. it. Is that what you were asking? Yeah. <laughs> got an arse that just won't quit, Cal. That's, is that what is that what you were referring? No, it's okay. like a little cushion thing, right? Yeah, There's a little cushion thing you put in. The oh, you need it. And then... You need it. You need it for the long yeah, yeah, rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I didn't have the top or anything like that. I've got a few a few good friends. A shout out to the cycling fellas. They, you know, Dan, Cookie, Jake, yeah, Pat, yeah, Reardon. Yeah. They're all they all love it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's me. What about you when it comes to cycling? Uh, zero zero experience, and, and I think this you is... don't know you don't know how to ride a bike. You've I, never learned. I had a BMX one Christmas when I was a kid. They had um, they had they had those pegs on the wheels. You know, like the two pegs that Ooh. stick out. Shocks, pegs, lucky. Yeah, I, I don't know what that was. So, yeah. How, when um, did that get stolen? No, it honestly, it wasn't the. I think it just went to rust in the garden. Like I don't think I used it much <laughs> after that. After that one Christmas, but um, yeah, everyone had to everyone had to be a Max Bios. Like when I was a kid, those must be in the rage. And then I think those little uh, scooters came in or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, that. What's that's the best best thing you can do on a bike? What's the best? What's your, have you ever been able to do like a mono or an endo or a jump? Or unfortunately for me, and it's a shame to my to the fellow people of Liverpool that you have to do a wheelie. Like you have to be able to do a wheelie yes. in Liverpool. I can't do one, um, oh. and that's that's why that's why I got kicked out of Liverpool. Actually, I had to, <laughs> I had to leave. <laughs> so you came to Melbourne? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they wouldn't accept me anymore. I was rejected. 
um, at Liverpool. So, yeah, I can't do any tricks, nothing like that. Um, I sent your bike to the garden to collect rust. Yeah. Uh, my, mine would be uh, cycling with no hands on the on the bike, but uh, I can't I can't get it every time. So, you know, it's always funny when you're in the car going beside someone who's doing that and then they have the, like, the little jitters and they have to, like, they try and coolly grab the handlebars again. Yeah, that's that's yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, that's better than me. That's better than me. Fair to say we're juniors in this, Cal. Um, it, but before man. we get into this week and cycling, mm-hmm. let's give a little preview for, preview for next week. What's our sports documentary yeah, okay. coming next week? Yeah, so we're, we're going to do the rugby next week. We're going to do um, Pacific Warriors. Um, it's available on Amazon Prime. Um, brief description of it, it's, a, it's about the Pacific Island nations of Fiji, Tonga, and Samoa. And they reconnect with their heritage and take on the giants of the Rugby World Cup against all odds so this was this was sent in by one of our listeners i can't remember who it was to be honest but um yeah we i recommend listeners now you can go on if you go and watch this documentary before next week's episode that's always recommended so you can listen along and join in the fun the the listeners are just numbers to you cal aren't they you don't care for their names (laughs) or what's going on in their lives no they are they are and that's all i see them as and i've got zero respect for them to be honest Dollar sign. (laughs) (laughs) No, we love all of our listeners uh, because, as always, they can get us on at Part Time Sport on Twitter and Instagram. They can watch us on YouTube, Part Time Sport, and also send feedback via parttimesport.com, which I think has only ever been used by Mike Cook, our coaster winner. Cal, an update at the end of the episode, if you could, on when Mike is getting his coaster, which he won as a result of listening very intently mm. to our Andy Murray resurfacing documentary. If you haven't had a listen to that one, go back yeah, stop. and have a listen. Stop sending in the answers. The, the <laughs> coasters wanted to be one. <laughs> we'll have to do another another coaster send-off. Uh, all right, let's go. Uh, let's get into this week. Of course, why have we picked this specific sports documentary? Uh, it is a Sunday in hell. Uh Mainly what triggered us was Tour de France concludes on the 20th of September, mm-hmm. has been running for the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, so keeping an eye on that. And look, a Sunday in hell just seemed like a bit of an off-Broadway choice, let's be honest. <laughs> look at the more artisan side of, uh, yes, of cycling. We've, we've both, the tours have seen Icarus and look, let's be honest, we just couldn't handle any more drug-laden cycling chats. So we went with something that was probably pre that era. (laughs) Pre that era is absolutely spot on. So this this film is from 1976, um, this documentary. So it's about the, it's not the Tour de France, even though like there's some Tour de France riders in this race, right, Dil? I think a few are mentioned in the documentary, but um, it's pre-Tour de France and it's um, usually held in April and it's uh, called the Paris-Roubaix. Um, bicycle race and um, yeah it's it's basically a, a day race from the outskirts of Paris and to the Belgian border of um, Roubaix and it has they, they talk about the spring classics of cycling in Europe so like you said around that April time this has a fair bit of prestige among it I yeah. think mainly because 1896 they said was the first yeah, time it yeah, was yeah. raced and it's run every year since then except for the war years um, now the, the, the unique bit about it is it's called hell of the North. That's yes. the nickname of the race. Uh-huh. And it's be called that for its unique stretch of cobbled farm roads that are of course very difficult 
to ride on, um, depending on the conditions. You know, it could be quagmires from rain. It could be, in this instance, extreme dust. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it definitely does. It was it was interesting watching the documentary because what it was like 166-mile-long cow and the first 100 is on asphalt, so yeah. kind of just your stock standard racing, mm-hmm. and then they hit hell and it's just bedlam from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. Like, there's, there's the thing that I didn't know, and this is why this this podcast is just great like that, it's a team sport, basically. Um, so there's 15 teams involved in it, and there's 154 participants. We'll go into like the yeah. the, the intricacies, I guess, of this being a in air quotes team sport, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's it's really just a, an amazing documentary to show how far documentaries have actually come from the old European docos to like the new modern like american style documentaries that we've got today but um yeah it not to say that it's 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 bad it's just so dated now and we've come so far in fact it's really exciting and the the story's fantastic but um <laughs> yeah i think we just so need to go into the style or uh, maybe the narrator first of all who steals the show oh he absolutely steals the show so i think and i think <laughs> this is where the version that we watched this is originally a a Belgian documentary. Am I got that right, um, Kel? No, um, uh, it was a Danish, a Danish filmmaker, Danish producer. That's yeah, right. Sorry, yeah, there's yeah. just a lot of Belgians. Fun fact: That's right. Belgians, Belgians are good at cycling. Oh my god, yeah. something that we all learnt yeah, during this. Exactly. So it's it's a Danish filmmaker who's very big in cycling circles, and so uh, there's a lot of interviews, and I think there's because a lot of people are either speaking French or Flemish or whatever it is. There's usually subtitles now. I, I think Cal, the one we watched didn't have any <laughs> subtitles, so all we got was the narrator David we Saunders, David Saunders. Uh, who is a, a British man, uh, you know, straight out of the BBC. hundred percent. Oh, How long did you did it take you, Dill, to realise that we maybe needed subtitles? How far in? Oh, we? there there were some scenes, and I was like, nah, this is just the the time, the, the, the era. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then there was some bits where there was definitely piece to cameras going on, individuals <laughs> speaking, and you're like, they're saying something here that is probably <laughs> integral to this documentary. Yeah. We'll send out the the link because we we got a YouTube yeah, okay, version. Yeah, okay, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Always recommend to uh, to support and, and purchase the, yeah. the real one. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. we recommend that? I mean, we didn't do it, so um, I don't think we recommend no, it. But yeah, do it if you feel. Yeah. Uh, but this this version, I think, was almost better watching this version because you got these beautiful scenic pauses. It was like That's they hold these so camera good. shots. Yeah, it was it was it was brilliant. Before we get into all that, though, Cal, let's talk about the narrator. David Saunders. Mr. Saunders. Don't know what he looks like. Just no. know his voice. Oh, this, did you see you found- his son's comment? Yeah, on YouTube. Yes. His son underneath, he said like, oh man, it's so nice to hear me dad's voice. Like, rest in peace. So I'm like, oh, Mr. Saunders. He's he's dead? <laughs> <laughs> he must have been, he must be in his 70s by the sound of his voice when when this came out in 1976. But um, yeah, it's, it, it was just nice to see. And it's got like so many likes and it is like, yeah, it's class to hear, class to hear me dad's voice again. It was brilliant. Uh, we're we're going to pull out his best quotes because he okay. makes the documentary. I think Absolutely both of us think that. Uh, like he, he just, he has some rippers and he's just so measured. <laughs> I don't think he he moves octaves when he speaks, <laughs> which is which is brilliant. So Cal, the first one I'm going to kick us off with and if you can cue this one up yeah, to, okay. to play, it's 
at the start, very start, and they're talking about the preparation that the riders are going through. They've just had a, this guy's just had a massage, and he's going into the doctors to get all his vitals checked. So David takes us away here. Blood pressure one hundred and twenty. Pulse forty. What on? Everything is in order. <laughs> this is a. Uh... This is so. This is this is about five minutes in. Would you say like four to five minutes in? That yeah. Be? And I'm, I'm thinking, oh Jesus Christ! Like, what have we picked here? Because <laughs> we're in for one. Here. It's dry. It's dry for let's say. Are we? Uh, let's say for the first twenty minutes, it's dry. The, like it's so different to what I'm used to in terms of documentaries. Like, yeah, this is this is so different. So he continues like the same guy who's he's the favorite. I think the one who was getting the his pulse message that. Maybe I can't remember his name, but um, then they, they follow him pre-race. He's going to go and get um, a nice breakfast as well. So no doubt we go in. <laughs> David Saunders tells us what he thinks about, about his breakfast. So I'm going to cue this one up as well. A rare steak is a good breakfast for what lies ahead. Is it? Is it really, David? Rare, rare steak? Just a, lines, man. You go it's just like, I mean, I think modern day you'd probably be having some... I, don't I mean, I guess that is protein. Uh, it's look, the, it's, I'm no it's these pauses, though, in between. Like, you'll notice, like, what you've just heard. There's no urgency about this narration anymore. Like, it, no. back then, it's just, this is what's happening. It's a very matter of fact. And this is the information that you need to know. <laughs> well, this 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 bit was this was very matter of fact. Uh, obviously, as we said, David straight out of the BBC. The British have never liked the French. Let's be honest. And what we liked was the undertones of just subtle undertone. jabs <laughs> of of any French uh, yeah. participants in the race. So have a listen to it. There's a couple of clips here okay. that we've just pulled out. Have a listen to these two. The French have long since given up all illusions. Three French riders who, in any case, don't have a chance. <laughs> there's, there's plenty more. I couldn't find him as I was going through, but he's got a problem with the French, David. He just has a few little, jabs. Little issue I mean, with them. He, he wanted to you know, buy that, that uh, little farm stay in, in Brittany and he got rejected from the local <laughs> local village and he just hasn't been happy Yeah, the French girlfriends just after the war. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't shave her armpit. She was very regal. He loved her, but uh, yeah, she was just too the, much the one for that him, got too away. much woman. It's the one that got away. Um, the, the one that we've got here as well is, because there's plenty of clips and like we're not going to play this all throughout the episode, but it's worth just listening to this but there's a little bit of context there's martins who i think he was the favorite for the race we won't give anything away because yeah. it's actually really exciting at the end of the documentary and you probably want to watch that yourself for the for, for the race but um martin's the favorite he, he's he's missing and, yeah he's um, not in the leading pack and they're not. like hang on martin should be up there so david onto it you know shows some urgency to um try and identify <laughs> where martin's is um, apologies for the dead air. But Martins isn't in either group. He must have had problems. <laughs> it's got a corner. It's got it. Where is he, Dave? He's still going. No, still going, still going. 
<laughs> Martins? Some problems. Go on, David. Still waiting, me. But there he is, ah. hidden behind a motorcycle, a little ahead of the main field. <laughs> this this is so, not a one-off. This is not a one-off. No, it's these long pauses that is something I think you have to have to very much get used to. But uh, and I said, Cal, there's probably subtitles in some bits that we've obviously missed. But yeah, <clears throat> without the subtitles as well, this style of pauses with those pauses there's usually like long holds of the camera Absolutely. these stills you know the soundtrack we'll get to that in a second but <laughs> it kind of when you we were talking about like the new like caught in, in you know quotation marks american documentaries mm. where it's all cut 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 bang bang what's happening this action, quote yeah. uh, like it's moving action yeah this is it's quite soothing to watch uh, yeah I, I, don't, um, I don't want like the to, to get it to get this wrong it's really, really good. Like it's not, it's not bad. It's really good. It is soothing, and you're sort of taken in by the whole, the calmness. And and this is pre-race as well. So I'm thinking that they probably do. I mean, there's pauses throughout it. Let's be honest. But <laughs> it's really calming before the race. The way they've set it up, and there's not much. There's no bells and whistles in it, and it's just, it's just nice the way it's set up. Um, and yet the soundtrack deal, which is, which is as you mentioned at the top of the show, and as we did in the, in the in the preview video, the soundtrack to it is purely just just frightening. It's like a horror film. It's haunting. It's, it's haunting. It's, it's like monks. it's like monks. Yeah, chanting. And it's you're listening to it and like, like there's a synth. There's a synthesizer. Like one note that just goes, and it's just sort of holding this like <laughs> this tense note, and you're going for it. And then the monks start chanting by going pari rube. And and you're going, what are they what are they saying? Are they chanting? And it's like bay, bay. And over and over you go, Jesus, like this is so it's just setting up. It's so, so different, man. But it's actually really endearing. You're like, Jesus, this is waiting tense. for them just to <laughs> waiting for them to sacrifice a lamb just at the start line of the race. Instead of Instead of sacrificing a lamb at the start of the race, they're greeted with something uh, very, very different. And <laughs> yeah. Cal, we'll, we'll move into the race okay, itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Because we've said this is in France. Absolutely loved that this featured in the documentary because just <laughs> as they're about to start the race, they're all warmed up, getting to the start line, ready to go. What do they run into? Straight off the But a protest. Protesters. Straight to the French. <laughs> the French know how to protest that it doesn't disappoint. Um, yeah, they've got they've got redundant. You say this because it was it's a it's a quote, isn't it, from what they say on the film? Oh, something like that. Uh, it was like so. La, La Parisienne, uh, La Parisienne Liberty yeah, is the newspaper it. sponsor of the race. Redundancies, yeah. And it just so happens, La Parisienne, that they've made a bunch of redundancies for the operators on Linotype as, as a result of automation. <laughs> Automation takes another one. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're all there. You know, the cops are trying to move them on. They're not moving. They're holding up the race. You know, viva la revolution. Yeah, it's, the French, it's happening. The French police know how to deal with protesters and the French know how to protest. <laughs> and it just it just made me think, they're like, and I've only just thought this now, when he did say that redund redundancies for operators online are type as a result of automation, 
like it didn't once cross my mind that that was a detail that I didn't need to know. Like any documentary, <laughs> I, we do not need to know that what the job was of these. Yeah. <laughs> David, David Saunders goes, no, that's important. No, no, it's really important. And it's a result of automation as well. David was very anti-technology, wasn't he? <laughs> Famously. Anti the French. <laughs> anti the French establishment and anti-technology. But what we loved was then they're kind of, you know, they're, they're doing this protest there. They're throwing newspaper in the air, obviously, yeah, protesting yeah, the newspaper. Yeah. And then they they just give a bit of a gap, enough for the cyclist to get through. And the cyclist just going, come on, guys. Like, yeah, yeah okay, you've done your bit. Let through, us through. Yeah, yeah. But they give them a gap to go through. And as they're going through, they do the old high school. Classic. Slap a sticker on the on the rider's Classic. back. Yeah, loved it. So good. Like post Free it, advertising. Post-it note size. Like little stickers on the back going like, I don't know what it says, like Viva la Revolution, whatever it was. It was, uh, yeah, they just stick them out. I'm like, the, the support, the riders think they're getting a good old pat on the back. <laughs> Thinking yeah. it's like, yeah, this is class. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're with you. We're with you. Um, and then it, because the, the newspapers that they've been throwing up in the air, they got, like it causes that they're, I don't know why, like the scooters or the motorbikes that are being following the leading path of the, no race. idea who they are. I, I thought they were press. I just yeah, we just let's just call them press. I've no evidence for that, like, but um, let's just call them the press. The motorbikes are struggling to get over the amount of leaflets that it is, and all the all the crowd <laughs> are just like watching this one poor guy watching on a ski thing on struggling, <laughs> trying to struggle over it. <laughs> we might have to share that one out in the socials. Yeah, they cool, pop yeah. up again, the demonstrators. They get to like halfway through the race, yeah. like all this the riders have to stop because there's a Again, like one, there's one lady who like stops a rider and just starts yelling in his face. He's like, "Lady, I'm just a cyclist. I don't work at Le, Le Parisienne. Like, yeah, yeah, just trying yeah, to make yeah. a living. Like, I'm you. Not the long live the <laughs> long live the linotype. God, lady." But uh, Cal, we we mentioned the sponsors. There was a few funny bits related to the sponsors. Okay. I don't know if David was getting paid by La, La Parisienne and the other major mm-hmm. sponsor, BNP, Banque Nationale de Paris. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Um, but there was some great scenes from the sponsors. There was just one bit where there's, I'm assuming, a French man painting the sponsor's name on the ground of the finish line, and he's just oh, got yeah. this ciggy hanging out of his Darth. mouth as he just paints. <laughs> yeah. So, so So blase. Just, yeah, I'm painting. Yeah. It's like he didn't want that job. Like, was he like the, <laughs> was he the CEO of, of BMP? Mm, yeah, I'll do. I'll get stuck in. Um, yeah, so what the... At the end of the race, is this the trophy presentation? Like the where the yeah. the, the winners getting, and again, we won't we won't announce who the winner is because it's a crucial part of the documentary. But um, I just loved like the like the, the bank exec like is in the trophy presentation, <laughs> and he gets and David just goes, the bank executive is included in the trophy presentation <laughs> due to his funding of this event. This yeah. is a business pursuit for the BNP people. There's, there's no, <laughs> so, all right, David, we, don't we need get that detail, we get sponsorship. Man. Yeah, 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 we get sponsorship, <laughs> no, David. No. It's been around for a long time, even in the seventies. Uh, on while while you're on the trophy presentation as well, like I loved the 1976 thing of like a, a beautiful lady gives him a give him some flowers, a little kiss on the cheek for the winner, kiss on the cheek. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I liked um, in the there was like they're getting the winners photo and there's just someone standing behind them with like a handheld banner that just says BNP on it, <laughs> and that they have to drink a bottle of mineral water is in the contract. Yeah, and, and yeah. David, yeah. even if you don't like mineral water, it must be consumed by the winner. <laughs> David. <laughs> Details. I didn't, I didn't like, 
I've got to admit though, I didn't question Dave. I, like, he, he won me trust <laughs> after like 15 minutes. Everything he said, I was like, it's relevant. You've been, it's relevant. You've been replying to his son on <laughs> YouTube. Just going, your dad was a great man. That's a great, great man. Yeah. Your mother, your mother I'm not a fan of because she left him. <laughs> the French, your French mother. He's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, into the into uh, the race more so, like the conditions as well. I suppose. Oh uh, yeah, go into this that. this is worth the wash. This is the this is the main bit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They show in the preview, previous, you know, iterations of this race, and there was a lot of rain. You know, I guess it's it's kind of springtime. It could be anything, but yeah. this one it was bone dry, which just meant when they get to when they get to hell, which is those cobbled farm roads that mm. aren't really used for traffic. Mm. Cal, it is so dusty. Yeah, like, it's just dust. It looks horrific. Mm. Yeah, it's all the all the vehicles as well. Eh? So if you're in the oh, leading that's, path, yeah, like crazy, if the, the leading the leader or the leading path probably isn't experiencing the dust as much as because the motorbikes and the cars and all the vehicles are following the leading path as well because you've got to keep up with the leader of. Oh, we'll go into the well, team yeah. roles, won't we, in a second? I think just well, uh, when things break up, you know, you've kind of yeah. got to have. You've got to Cars between and motorbikes between, which just means like the guys in the chasing pack, they're just getting dust kicked Cobbled in their face. The You're already going over cob- cobbles. Like how how they don't fall more? Yeah. How there's not more crashes? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I like, I think it, we were talking before, and I think they were interested in like I reckon they were expecting it to be slippery and wet and that type of conditions. I wonder if that's just sort of more common, um, but. Yeah, I just I just like the way um, the crowd is so close on these cobbled yes. roads. It could just be it could just be a crash any minute, any minute, and I'm just thinking that the like they're just pretending to clap like aren't they? The crowd like go on, go on. You want to see a crash? If that's me, oh, I'm there to 100%. see someone fall, and uh, you've got to you've got to pick the your best, spot. <laughs> the best we get on film is a motorbike gets to a sharp corner and falls. So not even a rider, like he's yeah, at the, the front. Press. He must be filming from Stinking the front. Press. The press. And he's fallen, and then everyone's piled in. And of course, <laughs> being that time and being in France, they're all just honking horns. Like, what does honking horns do yeah, yeah, for yeah, anyone? <laughs> and like this poor guy, you know, when you're trying to, you're like, okay, yeah, you've stalled your car. You're like, yep, yep, no, I'm, I'm going. I'm just the car's just stalled, and if you keep beeping me, I'm just gonna be able to. And, and the crowd's just all standing there going, oh, and like the cyclists pretty much managed to get through. Yeah. There's a cop there blowing a whistle, just adding to the noise. <laughs> the traffic. Oh, the traffic. Crazy. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, it was the, but the sheer speed of them, no, on those, yeah, on crazy. the cobbles of the, because they've got like, obviously they've got like some still shots just waiting for the, the cyclists to whiz through. It's insane how fast they're going until non- None of them had helmets on at this point. Did you have helmets on at all? I got to. I got to make an, an admission in my notes. This isn't until about. It's an hour forty-five, Doco, and as we've probably said, mm. it probably could have been. It'd be condensed into an hour in the modern age, yeah, yeah, but we yeah, love yeah, the yeah, length that it is. It wasn't in probably until my hour thirty mark in the documentary where I've just jotted down. None of them are wearing helmets, <laughs> <laughs> so they're all wearing those little those little cycling caps mm. at the start. Mm. And then a lot of them take it off. I think there was one guy we saw. He kind of had like a like a rugby helmet type setup yeah, on. There must be some. I mean, he crashed early days yeah, though, yeah. so it that, that was brutal. But what what got me was I'm like, well, they're filming this. There's obviously all these bikes going around. Someone's gonna have a crash on film. Besides that motorbike yeah. falling over, there he isn't didn't much. Get one. No, they didn't really get oh, one. Like the the sort shattered. of the cuts of certain things where it's like. 
oh, another fall. And like, you sort of see the aftermath, like the guy with the, the blood on his face. Like, he's got blood all over his face, really. He's got like a big gash on his head. And um, yeah, like it shows like that there's a the wheel, like a wheel's bent. So the, it's like, it must be, it's like an on the, on the spot documentary of the race. So I assume it's really hard. You've got to be lucky to capture it capture a crash you know back, like on film but um, back then too i don't think yeah you've got the um the elite you know walkie talkies and and, yeah, and yeah, recording equipment point. that they probably have today but even still when you watch like tour de france that's on at the moment just even still the and they're not going through backcountry roads as much on that but mm. the cars like i'm just so surprised there's not more people crashing into motorbikes or yeah, cars and yeah, just yeah. how they negotiate so that. close maybe just i mean Go back to the start with you and I not being really able to ride bicycles. Maybe we're just, you know, not as skilled. <laughs> I mean, there's a scene at the Maybe. start where it's cold in the morning, they've all got gear on because it's fresh and they start the ride and it gets still on the asphalt and it gets obviously a bit warmer. Mm. They're all just cruising along, no hands on the bikes, just derobing, taking jackets off, yeah. taking like tops off, yeah. taking stuff, yeah. yeah. And then just the support cars just like, you know, Flying along next to them, and they're just you know, yeah, 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 take, yeah, that, take throw that. On that, and yeah, yeah, you yeah. take that, yeah. And then like if the you know the we'll get it, let's get into the cycling tactics, Cal, because we're kind of like already pushing into that. I think that was right. the most interesting thing for the two of us, wasn't it? That's just yeah, for sure. Tactics that go into this. So talk to us about like the team roles, and that we said there was fifteen teams in this, but one hundred and fifty four participants. So talk us through like what you interpreted out of like what does the team do yeah so i guess like from my perspective that i knew that there's teams involved in cycling but i just didn't really know what the what the roles were involved in the team and and sort of what they say in the documentary is they, they featured a few different teams um and really the the support rider uh, there's, there's a lead rider basically and the support team around him in your team is all all they need to do is help that lead rider win. So yeah. the lead rider is basically like the captain, I suppose, and your role within the team is to make the captain win the race, which I just I just yeah. didn't know. And I've got to say the documentary is absolutely fantastic and explaining the tactics as well. Like it, it, it doesn't shy away from that. Like it tells you what they're sort of doing in terms of, you know, leading the pack and the instructions that are given, stuff like that. It was just fascinating from that point it, of view. It was super interesting. And like how then... You know, if something happens to a main rider in the race because there's crashes that are just out of your control, then all of a sudden it just falls to a next guy or they get that word that like, yeah. oh, yeah, main man's out. And it's like, okay, Your well, I'm going to just go for it then or it's my turn. And and how like there's – if your main guy gets a puncture and so he has to stop, wait for the support car and then it's kind of your job as a support rider to go, oh, where's my main guy? I've got to then slow down. So almost like – give up your position to then go support him to get yeah, back. Because they get to, you know, it's the whole thing of like if you're sitting on the back of someone's wheel, you're not expending as much energy as if you're out in front right. picking up all yeah. the wind. It's all that aerodynamic stuff. But it it was absolutely that back then, you know, they've still got the support cars and the bikes. I'm sure it's more sophisticated now, the but they're still having to like, yeah, communicate mm. and deal with it. Just be yelling, Ben, like, you know. Where's yeah. John? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you had him. Yeah. No, I didn't have yeah. him. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, like, it was my like. Do you think the the support riders are sort of doing the time like an apprenticeship type of thing? The, in the way think that so. the lead Surely. rider is, it seems that they're a very but selfless it, sport in that respect. I'd I'd just like to be that older guy, that older support rider though. That's never <laughs> never. Everyone's like, you're never going to make it. Maybe he's a good sprinter or a good hill climber, yeah. and they're just like. 
It's like, Gary, this is your time. And Gary just goes out. Like there's a scene where one of the there better writers, yeah. they say he like sends out two of his guys to like try and in- increase the pace so that other team and riders have to go with him, like yeah. all these tactics. And then there was just, the, you know, Cal, I think I won't speak for you, but I'd like to be a support rider because mm. there's some of them that just essentially get to like halfway right. because they've just been going out so hard and trying to like <laughs> yeah. stretch the pack yeah. out and break up the groups and cause a bit of chaos. Yeah. And then they just call it and some of them get picked up by locals, you know, driving behind the race. Some of them get picked up by their support car and, you know, they probably just sit back, have a frothy. Yeah, just sometimes the I would just go down, you know, just like fall dead slowly. <laughs> just fall. I wasn't into it. Oh, just fall to... <laughs> Oh, my monohands went down and it didn't occur. Like, oh, no, it's, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, it'd just be like, and then there'd be no pressure. Um, but yeah, it's just fascinating, man. Fascinating. It is. It's, it, the, all all the support vehicles, though, as well, and like yes. all the bikes and the mechanics that, that are involved in, in supporting the, 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 the cyclists. That was fascinating to me. There was one bit with the, with the, they said that the order of the cars at the start of the race, they drew lots for that of the order. So each team's mechanics or, you know, the team cars, they draw lots for what order they're going to be in the race, which was something I've never thought about. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like, how do you decide what order the team cars are going to be in? I loved, there's a scene where David decides to describe to us all the cars in the race. (laughs) Oh (laughs) God, that was the longest bit. It was like three minutes of going, the press, yeah, an ambulance, the support cars, more press. <laughs> just goes on. Goes, we might have to share that one out on the, the socials, Cal, because that was hilarious. The broom wagon. And then he, oh, broom but, wagon. But, uh, to be fair to David, he doesn't let you, like, you, you go, what's a, what's a broom wagon? David tells you right away. They're uh, for sweeping the retirees <laughs> if they haven't made the race. It's just like, ah, it's, it's brilliant. It's really good. Uh, tie changes taking 10 seconds. Yeah. That's what David said. Shouldn't yeah. take longer than 10 David seconds. Said. That's what David says. And then there's then there's a bloke who gives you the tire. You kind of he chucks it on. You you both like get it in there. Then there's the other bloke standing there to run with you and give you a little push to start. Yeah, you I saw off that. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. I love it. The tactics and all that stuff. You know, I think that's and we'll get to what our impressions now are of cycling after watching this mm. at the end, Cal. But mm-hmm. this is, I think, the most interesting part of of the doco for mine. Uh, nah, I agree. Yeah, let's get into our honourable mentions. Honorable mention. uh, there's a few. David's been fantastic throughout. Yeah. But Cal, I wanted to ask your opinion. Obviously, being from that part of the world originally, before you got evicted for not being able to do a wheelie, <laughs> um, Eurovision, Eurovision yeah, TV Eurovision. coverage. Yeah, they yeah. mentioned a couple of times. But but hang on, is that a TV channel station? Never did. Eurovision's the the song contest. Yeah, yeah, the song contest. That was a TV. So there's yeah, this great Eurovision TV though or something. Yeah, I did hear. Maybe that. okay. Because there's this great bit where they they at the start, if you remember this, where they obviously get to the start line and our 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 linotype operators that have been put out of a job due to automation from La, Parisi- <laughs> La Parisienne are protesting and then they flash to like, you know, the, the Eurovision TV coverage must kick in <laughs> at a certain point in the race, like later on in the race. And they've obviously got it scheduled back in the day for, you know, it's the 6 p.m. Yeah, slot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're going, an hour delay 
And there's just a guy in like a really short, loud tie, and he's got an hour delay, and he's like looking at him, and then like looking at each other and speaking. Again, the subtitles would have been handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah getting all, I just picture the Eurovision, the Eurovision song contest of like because uh, I looked it up actually as well. The Eurovision was held in Holland that year in the Netherlands, 1976, on the third of April. Paddy Ru- oh, yes. Paddy Roubaix was held on the 11th of April. So what I'm picturing now oh. is that the Eurovision crew. <laughs> I've been partying the way through Europe after a successful <laughs> Eurovision. So, hang on, he wasn't, that guy wasn't nervous. He was just hung over as all hell. Yeah, he took over. Coming down yeah. like a mother. He's just like, what, it's been delayed by an hour? I need to get to sleep. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't. any longer to cover this race. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Another, another honourable mention, Dill. Um, I didn't want to gloss over this, but the, they called it the feeding zones, or David, David called it the feeding zones. It just looks like these fellas just hanging out, handing out plazzy bags full of oranges and apples or whatever. And the, the riders whiz past and just grab one of these plazzy bags off them. And it was just like, what, what did you, I was just what, thinking, what if you couldn't get a plastic bag? Like you're on the other side and you're just like, oh no, no lunch for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lunch. You've got a second to figure that out. Like, And let's, let's end this obviously very unique documentary on the very unique note that it ends with. There's just this really long scene to finish the documentary oh, yeah. of all the lads in the show. Lads, lads. <laughs> it's just... This was... And they're obviously getting interviewed, but we don't hear any I'm of I'm ashamed it. to say this was when I realised I should have subtitles. The very last scene <laughs> when they were getting interviewed just before going into the shower. I'm like, I don't understand the word that any of these are saying. <laughs> yeah. So none of them none of them were saying my name is or please get me the bill in French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't just, yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. We did love this one. Cal, the big question, did it bring you closer to the sport of cycling? Mate, yeah, it is. Like the, the way they set out that that race, it's like it's so exciting the way they set it out, the story behind it. And also the tactics is something that I've just never considered and also yeah. makes the makes the race more exciting. Especially for with the Tour de France in mind at the weekends, I'll definitely take a look and um I'll be able to understand a bit more. So if you're out there like you you've never been had an interest in cycling, I'd say this is this is more of a cycling documentary rather than Icarus or something like that. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's made me made me understand it more for sure. I was exactly the same. Um, yeah, it made you just appreciate how hard it is. I think this is like a seven hour race, yeah. not withholding the uh, protest they had to go through. So, like, it's an amazing feat that they just can hold out for that long. Yeah, tactics that go into it. I think um, you know they, they, whenever we were looking up this documentary, it was if even if you are not a cycling fan or mm. are a cycling fan. Yeah. It, it's meant to be an absolute classic is that, that yeah. is, a, is a much watch. Yeah. Maybe with subtitles, yeah, maybe without. So. Who knows? It's fine but, for me. Uh, <laughs> it was, I, was, I had a good time watching it without. It was very, very good. Cal, let's get into our features to finish us off. I think everyone could probably guess our employee of the week for this week. 100%. The narrator, David Saunders. Couldn't do it without him. Dave. <laughs> I mean, if he wasn't there, we're just watching a, a late night art film yeah, yeah, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the Channel 31. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he, yeah, he, he carries it. He carries the whole documentary, literally. It's very good. He chucks us Love on him. his back and takes us takes <laughs> us through the north of France. Thank you, David. Uh, RIP. Performance plan? Uh, performance plan. I think... 
I think it's got to be La Parisienne for laying <laughs> off the operators on Linotype as a result of automation, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, Azul La Parisienne, which makes lock them in. Which Fra- and, and then, then Friday drink sponsored by Sneaky Pete. I know what you're going to say. Sponsored by our our mascot, uh, Sneaky Pete. Obviously, features on our little logo. Uh, Sneaky Pete was very upset that we hadn't been including him in Friday yeah, drinks yeah. before this point. So. He'd been drinking by himself and it wasn't good for him or his health <laughs> or his family. So Sneaky Pete's included in Friday drinks. And of course, if La Parisienne are on a performance plan for laying off the operators on Linotype as a result of automation, then our yeah. Friday drinks has got the laid off operators on Linotype from La Parisienne <laughs> joining us for a few It's got to be. But like, I, I just want to, I have to caveat at this point because I don't want to do Friday drinks two weeks after they've been laid off. It has to be. If they've been laid off on the Friday morning, it's that Friday. So then, like, we're just. Wait, it's when they. Nah, it's when they get their redundancy yeah, check. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Friday they get the redundancy check, we'll go. We'll we'll all go out for Friday drinks, but because if you get them, if you get them too far into the redundancy, like some of them might have found jobs, a lot of them wouldn't have. Yeah, like they'll be probably depressed. They'll be drunk. Like they'll be angry drunks. <laughs> Um, they won't have any. Like me and you will be buying all the shouts. Yeah, and then, and then they'll, they'll be putting stickers on your back. Because you go off it, <laughs> <laughs> the pattern you're on the back, and I'm like, oh, it's fine, boys, it's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, I'll get this one, that's on me. And then <laughs> I've got loads of stickers. <laughs> you notice, you notice, and turn to me and go, you're about to say something, and I have to go, Kel, Kel, I mean, they've just, just lost the job. They've just been laid off due to automation, mate. Just let them, let them put the stickers on your back. <laughs> Fuming, oh, out of pocket best, a few, the best few features. hundred euros, and got all these stickers on your back. Oh god! god. Uh, Cal, what's our update for Mike Cook on his Mike coaster Cook. that he won as a result of his yeah. correct answer for Andy Murray resurfacing? Yeah, um, it's something like I think the manufacturers have got in. They sent me an email six to nine business days for me to get it. So Cookie expects that in another month, maybe something like that next month. <laughs> Maybe two. Maybe two. Of course, you can always get us on at Part Time Sport on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube and you can uh, visit us and mail us at parttimesport.com. Next week's documentary is Pacific Warriors, which is a rugby union nod to the Pacific Islands efforts in the Rugby World Cup. Thanks again for listening. Kel, can you tell everyone what you want them to do when it comes to reviews? Yeah, four stars as usual. Please, please, please tell your mates about it because, um, yeah, it's just great to do them and we're learning a lot about this from sports. I hope you are as well if you'd ever go back and watch them. Uh, let us know on any of the socials as Dylan's just mentioned, like what you found funny or if you hated it or you liked it. This one in particular is going to divide opinion, I think, but... It, we, we really loved it um, and yeah just um, keep listening and um, until next time stay part time <laughs> we've done it yes <laughs> yes yes the four breakaways how great an advantage do they have Ten seconds. Fifteen. Twenty. 
25. 30. 35. 40. 45. And here comes a single rider. It's the Frenchman Donguio. About 50 seconds behind the quartet. And here comes Merckx, Godefruit and the others. About 15 seconds after Donguillon, and so more than a minute behind De Vlamink and the others.